Hey, God is good. Come on, do better than that. God is good. Amen. I do want to thank you for being faithful givers. Something like this that we do here, VBS. We don't charge one cent for this church family. Not one cent. That's you guys. Me too. I'm a tither. Amen. I give tithes and I give offerings. Amen. But God is good. Amen. We just got word that Pastor, I'm going to say his name wrong, Tedesco and Zimbabwe, his house was raided. His daughter, I believe, was raped and he was beat up terribly. And they, they fractured his arm and all. We're able to get a check out to him that he can go get an operation on his arm. Amen. So God is good. I just always want to thank you for your faithfulness. So listen, the uh, Stockholm United Methodist Church is doing a bus trip to go see David at Sight and Sounds in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. You remember a few months ago, I told you me and Diane went to see David. It is tremendous. If you'd like to go, they said they only have 30 seats available, but they want to include our church in it. So if you'd like to go, there are forms you have to fill out and get to them. Here, here's the information. Sight and Sounds, the, the play, David, September 21st, you'll be meeting at the Stockholm United Methodist Church at 645. The cost is $140, but and this is really an amazing price. It's going to include the ticket, the bus ride, all the tips involved, lunch, all the tips involved, and get you back home. Amen? So it's really, I know the tickets alone are about $85 a piece. So to get a bus ride there and back and lunch at one of those all-you-can-eat places, it's a great deal. So if you like to see it, if you've never seen a Christian play that puts Broadway to shame, and I'm being very honest. I'm not trying to push this. I've been to a lot of them. I've seen Noah. I've seen David. I've seen in the beginning. It's worth the trip. If you've never been there, if you like to go yourself, to go see it. It is just a, an amazing, an amazing event. It's a total surround type of uh, stage. And they have animals and the kids just love it. It's over the top. Anyway. That's the cost. If you're interested, there are some forms at the Welcome Center. You'll be working with that church, getting there, so forth and so on. Sound good? Sound, I heard awesome. Sound awesome? Sound good? Are you awake? God is on the throne. No matter how crazy it gets, it's getting brighter, amen? Getting brighter. So every couple months, I like to share a new book that's available in the bookstore just to give you... Something that's going on. The book of Revelation. How many are enjoying that one? Amen. That's such a, a dynamic book. This book has been out of print for a while and it's come back in. It's called The Bible in the Light of Our Redemption from Genesis to Revelation. This book will take you on a Bible study from Genesis to Revelation. You know, not everybody can go off to Bible school, if you know what I'm saying. And a book like this gives you scriptures, gives you questions, gives you notes so forth and so on. I was able to get about 10 of them in, an amazing book if you're interested. It's in the bookstore. And those that last week went to get the book by Louis Giglio that I shared the, the little part on, they, there are some more copies now in the bookstore. All right? Commercial's done? Get into the Word. Father, we bless you and we thank you for this opportunity to get into the Word of God. Your Word does not return void, but it accomplishes that which it's sent forth to do. We are living in exciting times. Yeah, they can be a little scary, there's no doubt about it. And things that we used to call conspiracy theory seem to all be coming true right now. So, Lord, 
in that we say, our eyes are upon you, Lord. Our eyes are upon you. And we thank you, thank you for the word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Would you turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3? We started a, a series last week for this month talking about the simple word trust. Everybody say trust. See how easy that is to remember? Say trust. One more time. Trust. Remember, you can talk in this church. Trust. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Listen, you're going to be doing that for all eternity, amen? So might as well get used to it a little down here. And it's going to be fun. Let me tell you, it's going to be fun. I'm going to be sharing some things today that are over the top. So this series on trust, what I'm trying to do is just get our eyes off this world system. Now listen, we need to know what's going on. I'm not going to be blind. There are some evil people in charge of some big organizations right now, if you know what I'm trying to say. And we're seeing this evil just not in our political realm. We're seeing it in government. We're seeing it in education. We're seeing it in, in, in Disney and arts and entertainment and media. And, and the list just goes on and on and on. What's going on? There's two things that have to happen before Jesus returns. Number one, as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be before the Son of Man returns. And number two, as it was in the days of Noah, Noah's days was known for violence, amen, great violence. And boy, you can't go on the internet without seeing especially young people banging each other and people getting shot just walking down the road. We're living in perilous times. I believe the Amplified calls that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, perilous times, hard to stand and hard to bear. But we have the helper inside of us, the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? And he'll get us through anything that the devil wants to bring on this earth. Amen? We are not of this world. We're here for we're pilgrims passing through. Remember, the Bible calls us ambassadors for Christ. Amen? Remember, before a war begins, the ambassadors got to get out of here. Don't miss the movie Before the Wrath. It is awesome. It is over the top. It's going to explain to you why we're not going to be here at the return of the Lord. It's so simple to see. Amen? All right, here we go. You ready, guys? Listen, I'm not going to preach hard if you guys, amen, <laughs> whatever, amen. Come on. Well, let's read it together. You ready? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. Let's stand up and read the word of God together. We're going to read to verse 8. Does that sound good? All right, get them lungs ready. You ready? Yeah? 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 yeah. There we go. Proverbs 3, 5. We're going to begin to verse 8. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Hallelujah! Go ahead, give somebody a high five and sit down. I didn't even hear one high five there. My goodness. <laughs> Pastor, what is this? Pick on the congregation there. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Here we go. Did you see that beautiful moon the other night, guys? Oh, the glory of God. Trust is a small word, 
but it has a big meaning. We talked about last week about people that have let us down, people that said they will love us to the end, but then they divorced us, people that said, I'll be there to get you, and then we never, we're just waiting and waiting. We even talked about mechanical things. We trust our car to get us from point A to point B, and then all of a sudden our car breaks down, or the washing machine, or the stove, or the dishwasher, and on and on. We put trust in things, but things have let us down, right? We saw that the Hebrew word for trust was patah, B-A-T-A-H. It's a verb indicating to trust, to be confident, to put confidence in. It expresses the feeling of safety and security that is felt when one can rely on someone or something else. It is used to show our trust in God. Amen? And the reason we can trust God is because he has proven himself faithful. Yeah. Amen. Amen? Last week, I, I opened up that little devotional by Louis uh, Giglio. It's a, a teenage and a child devotional. And we looked at a medical thing called a peptide, right? A peptide. It's from the book, Indescribable 100 Devotions About God and Science, and how these peptides are so small that they need the super-duper microscopes to see them, and that they are inside of every one of our 37.2 trillion cells. The odds of this happening were 1 to the 40th, 40 zeros after the number. And I said, you know, some of us would be glad just to have six zeros after a, some of our bank account numbers or, or five zeros or, or maybe four, four zeros. Some are saying even, I'll take three zeros today, fast. Check this one out. It's from the same book. This is so huge, so huge. This one was called Faster Than the Speed of Light. God said in Genesis 1-3, let there be light and there was light. Have you ever wished you had been there to see God create the world? You know, I missed it the first time, but I'm not missing it the second time. The book of Revelation says after a thousand years, God's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. So we get to front row seats. How's that sound? All right. But that's after a thousand years, so we got a ways to go. I mean, how amazing would it have been to see how he did it all? It would have been breathtaking and overwhelming. Why? Because when God said, let there be light, there wasn't just a flick of a universal light switch. No way. This was more like a light explosion that would have been way more than your eyes could have handled. The Bible says in Psalm 33, 6, that the heavens were made by the word of God. He breathed out the universe and everything in it. So when God said he wanted light, that light came flying out of his mouth at 186,000 miles per second. Because we know that's how fast the speed of light is, right? God's light streaked across the heavens, chased back the darkness, lit up the entire universe in a blaze of brilliant glory. Only one thing is faster than the speed of light, and that's the speed of God. When you call out to God in prayer, he's instantly right there to listen. 
God's universe is so big that we can't measure it in feet, inches, or even miles. We have to use a bigger ruler, which is called a light year. A light year, you guess, is how far light travels in a year, which is, remember, 186,000 miles per second? 5.88 trillion miles in a year. Can you imagine that? Our own, some of you are going, wow, who cares? Get into the word. No, follow me, follow me. <laughs> follow me, follow me. Our own Milky Way galaxy is 100,000 light years wide. That's what they think on a low end. 100,000 100, light years wide. So do the math. 100,000 times 186,000 miles per second times that over the course of how huge this is. And that's just one galaxy out of the billions that our mighty God has created. Again, why do I bring all these little gems out? Because I want to show you to the majesty of God and because of it, show you that we can trust him. This week, you remember I said last Sunday that the Webb Space Telescope was going to send back the first images. Would you put that first image up that they, they brought out? So just look at that. You go, oh, that's cool. So this week, <laughs> this one slide right here of a universe covers a patch. This is, listen, listen to me. Of approximately the grain, a grain of sand held at arm length. This here. What you're seeing here is not stars, but galaxies. Each one of those lights can be 100,000 light years, and then in between those is space beyond words, trillions and trillions and trillions of miles. Now, you remember last week I said, you know, they can't call these by name, but our God does. You remember that? God calls the stars by name. That means each individual star in each individual one of these galaxies, the ones that are on a curve there is that they're so much farther out that, that it just kind of stretches them, and that's why they look like that. So this little galaxy cluster, NASA says, is called SMACS0723, which is located approximately 5.12 billion light years from planet Earth. When NASA released Webb's first color image, it explained that this image in all the galaxies in which it covers in this patch of sky is equivalent to the size of a grain of sand at a man's holding, holding it out with his arm. This is our God that we serve. He did this with one word. The, the King James says, let there be light. They say the original Hebrew says it like this, light be. And all this came about. Amen. Eternity is going to be beyond words, guys. Because if you read Psalm chapter 8, he made this all for us, his kids. Now I'll tell you, when I had my kids, you decorate you fix, you put the little swirly world thing above their head and all that. <laughs> wow. What an awesome God we serve. What an awesome God we can trust. 
Listen, we don't know why all the answers on this earth. It says right now, we look through a glass darkly, but one day face to face. Psalm 19, 1 through 5, NLT, if you can put that up on the screen. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. This is the heavens proclaiming the glory of God. The sky displays his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete, eager to run his life. Say this with me. I can trust God with my life. Amen. That's what I'm trying to get to us today. I can trust God when we get a bad report. I can trust God when something comes against us physically. I can trust God when the bills don't seem to be coming together. Look what Job said. This is Job chapter 9, verse 8, NLT again. He alone has spread out the heavens and marches on the waves of the sea. He made all the stars to bear Orion and Platius and the constellations of the southern sky. He does great things, too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. Again, we serve a limitless God, and we can trust him with our lives. Listen, as we get older, we trust him with our lives, and we trust him at the point of death also. Amen? To me, the grave is a horrible thing if we didn't have the faith that we have Amen. Come on, church family, talk to me. If we didn't have the faith that we have, that one day we will see our loved ones again. One day we might be separated for a short period of time, but one day we're going to see them all again. Why? Because of what an awesome God we serve. Romans chapter 1, in one of the great writings of the Apostle Paul, he brings out so clear that man is going to worship the creation instead of the creator. And that's what we're seeing right now, church family. People worshiping Mother Earth. Listen, we're to take care of Mother Earth, amen? But we never worship it. And God says, if you're going to worship Mother Earth, I'm going to send you over to delusion where you're going to be all mixed up. And let me tell you, they are pretty mixed up right now, amen? So we'll keep our eyes on God. We'll trust in him, amen? Trust in him brings us to the place of knowing how huge he is, how special we are to him, and that we can trust him in all areas of our lives. Turn with me to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. The children of Israel, they didn't trust him, and they forgot all that he did for them in Egypt. Can you imagine, I know, sounds weird, but last week I put on the original Ten Commandments. Anybody ever watch that? I'm telling you, man, yeah, three hours, yeah. It was good, hey, man. And I know it's not 100% accurate to the Word of God, but I think I learned the Word of God enough to know what's right on and what's false, amen? My Bible says there was not one feeble among them as they came out, and here they're carrying people on stretchers and all. That didn't happen, amen? But they saw 
the Red Sea open. They saw the firstborn of Egypt killed, but yet their children weren't killed. They saw light right here in Goshen and right over total darkness that they couldn't, like being in the darkest cave. They saw all these miracles, but look what it says here in verse 41. Psalm 71, 41. Yes, again and again, they tempted God. How did they tempt God? They limited the Holy One of Israel, and they did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from their enemies. Church family, the best way to remember the goodness and power of God is to thank him for the power and goodness that he did yesterday. Oh, God hasn't done anything for me. Are you breathing? You eating today? We can take you to many nations where they don't even have a, maybe one meal a day when their income is a dollar a week. The way inflation is going, we're going to need a lot more dollars than that. Count the old song we used to sing. Remember this, some of you old timers? Yeah, come on. Count your blessings, name them. Count your blessings, see what? Count your blessings. Anyway, let's keep going on. I want us to see the wonders of Abba, Dad, Almighty God, all of his creation. And I want to trust him in all areas of my life. Church family, follow me on this. We're not going to understand everything. And there are going to be some whys in life. I, I don't know how else to say this as a pastor, as a father like one to you, to understand there are some things that hurt in life. But no matter what, I never lose my faith in God. I never lose my faith in God. Never. 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 I hear people, they turn from God because their child this or their loved one this. That thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that they might have life and that more abundantly. I don't always understand why every prayer doesn't seem to get answered. And I don't blame God. I blame me. What didn't I do? But yet, even in that, we have to give that over to God. Because then you'll live a life of condemnation. Amen? We have to accept that our loved ones or whatever the situation are in a far better place right now. They're not in pain anymore. They're not suffering anymore. And that we can release them into the hands of the father of fathers. Amen. Now watch what, did I tell you turn to Psalms 37? Oh, I thought you guys would know that. I mean, you're so talkative today. Now, Psalm 37 is a beautiful psalm on trust. We're looking at a lot of psalms today, and that's good. The psalms are the, the hymn book, eh? amen, that you can sing those songs. Sometimes I just sing Psalm 23, Psalm 1. Oh, man, what beautiful words. King David had a heart, didn't he? Maybe that's why he was called a man after God's own heart. I want to be called a man after God's own heart that I've endeavored to serve him and live for him to my last breath. Amen? All right, here we go. Psalm 37. A good psalm for the day and age that we're living in. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon 
be cut down like the grass and withers as the green herbs. They might be living in their big penthouse right now, and I'm not putting down rich. There are many rich people that love the Lord. There is nothing wrong with money. It's when money controls you. Thank God for people that are well off, that can support great works for the kingdom of God. But if money controls you, cut off that, that bad boy, amen? Just get rid of it. But if you can control money, let God bless you and be a river for him, amen? All right. Come on, say the next four words with me. Trust in the Lord. Come on, say them again. Trust in the Lord. Come on, say them again. Trust in the Lord. Now let's add two words to that. You ready? I will. Ready? Say that with me. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. Parents, you need trust in the Lord in this day and age that we're living in. Parents, I can't tell you how important it is to know what your kids are watching on that phone or listening to. And parents, we even heard that kids were freaking out because they couldn't get on social media while on a teen mission trip. You need to take that phone away during periods during the day so that they can learn to live without that bad boy. I'm a, you know, you guys know I like Star Trek. Got a Star Trek hat, Star Trek shirt. I don't have a Star Trek uniform. I'm not that weird. Okay. <laughs> All right. But one of the episodes on The Next Generation was called The Game. I don't know if any of you might even remember that. And it was about an alien planet that wanted to take over the Enterprise. And the way they would do that was to give them glasses that just gave them such a rush. And then it would start controlling their minds. Tell me those phones aren't like that. And now they're talking about the mega metaverse that's supposed to be used with glasses. Think about that. Star Trek has been right in a lot of areas so far. So here's another one now, right? Be careful. Look at that front screen there and see how many hours you're on there. And it'll tell you how many hours you're on social media, how many hours you're reading a book on Kindle or something like that. And see which one and balance that out. Amen? Now, come on, say this before we look at the next scripture. Pastor? I was going to say, mind your own business, Joey. <laughs> we love you. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Verse 3, ready? Trust in the Lord. One more time. I will trust in the Lord. I will do good. I will dwell in the land, and I will feed on his faithfulness. Now, come on, look at verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. That is a very dear scripture to me, because I was working at Patmark in Hackensack. It's not there anymore, Patmark. Once I left, they went out of business. Anyway, <laughs> I worked for Patmark almost 30 years, church family, 30 years. I was promoted up to dairy manager. They asked me if I wanted to go into higher management, but then the call of God was in my life, and I said no. But I remember outside, 
We used to have U-boats. They were called. I was just sitting on a U-boat. Somebody that worked in supermarkets know what that is. And I was just praying to God. I'm a young guy, about 22 years old. And I'm just asking the Lord, Lord, when are you going to bring me a wife? And the Lord said, look up this scripture, Psalm 34. It's one of those times when you just hear. You, you know what I'm trying to say? It was like, a, open up your Bible to Psalm 37. Just something in me said, open. I had my New Testament. You get one of them little New Testaments. Always have it with you, right? And I, I read it, Psalm verse 4. Trust in the Lord. Do good. Dwell in the land. Okay. Delight yourself also in the Lord. Come on, say it with me. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. I said, well, my desire is for a godly woman that feels a call within her life that we can serve the Lord together. He said, well, keep reading. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. That was a rhema word for me. That was a word in season that kept me steady till that time came. Some of you received that rhema word today. Maybe you're believing God for a wife, believing God for a husband. How's it going to happen? It just happens. Yeah. I get an amen? amen. It just happens. It just certain things just seem to work out. Listen, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Diane. You marry the wrong person, it can screw up your whole life. And I got an amen on that one. Did you notice that? <laughs> you want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit on that one. And you want to make sure. That, that to me, being saved is the most important thing you can ever do in your life. And then the right mate is to say, no, don't be, I, I, I hear, yeah, and then this one right here, I made a mistake. No, no, no. Don't, don't be putting that junk on us right now. You work on that marriage. You give it all you got. Amen? All right, let's keep going on. I'm, I'm just rambling today. Verse 6. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Verse 7. My brother James, I don't know where you are, but here's the word for you this morning of what you were talking to me about. Rest in the Lord. I'm a go-getter. I just, you know, got to be doing something all the time. And God has to speak to me about slow down. Rest in the Lord. That doesn't mean snooze all day long. What it means is to listen to him. Spend time. Rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for him. <laughs> How many here watched the movie The Shack? Anybody watch that? Yeah. Watched that a few weeks ago. I don't know when it was. And he brought out that thing. You remember Missy, his daughter that was killed? You remember that whole story? And he says, but what about her? She lives in a place where there's patience and she can wait for you to come. You remember that little statement there? And we live in a place that's very impatient. I want it. I want it now. Amazon, three days, are you kidding me? Get those drones working, deliver that thing. Am I speaking truth today? Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. We're seeing that. 
But what does he tell us to do? Get all fried out, look at the newspaper, look at every problem in this world? No, church family, rest in the Lord. I need to know what's going on. Don't get me wrong, but I don't need to be spending tons of hours on that. I'd rather read my Bible tons of hours or a good Christian book that'll build me up, right? Verse 8, cease from anger, forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. Casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Then the peace of God, Philippians 4, right? Do not fret, it only causes harm. Harm. For evil, evil doers shall be cut off. Here we go. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. What's your inheritance? What did your dad give you? Well, my dad and mom worked hard. They didn't give me much of a monetary inheritance, but that's okay. I got a greater God, a dad, amen? My dad's going to give me the earth. <laughs> Boy, are you getting some of this? What an amazing promise for those who trust in him. One more and we'll wrap this up. I want you to feel the heartbeat of David today. Feel his heartbeat. This guy knew the Lord. This is how I want to know the Lord, that, that closeness. Oh, I can preach. Ah, I can spit on you. I can do all that. But I want to know him. Isn't it amazing? What is that? Philippians 3, the apostle Paul, he had it all. And he says, I consider it all dung that I might know Jesus. Amen. Here we go. Last verse. Psalm 56, 3. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Anybody have some fear here today? Say this with me. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Listen, church family, every age has different fears that come against you. As children, we were afraid of the dark, afraid of high places, afraid of the monster. As we get older, we feel something in our body and fear tries to come on us. As you get even older, you think, what is that journey of death going to be like? Come on, talk to me, guys. Every age has different fears that come against us. But look at this verse. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can man do to me? That a beautiful psalm? Just a few words. You can memorize that. Get that in you. Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Lord, I'm afraid. I will trust in you. Mike, give that word to Norma today. Give that word to Norma. Because there's fear there. I get it, man. There's fear. Fear is real. I will trust in you. Amen, church family. Amen. Go ahead. Let's close our Bibles up. God is good. Brandy, can I give you this? Oh, Father. Some of you got job changes coming. I can trust in God. Some of you talking to a young man today feels a call in his life. I can trust in God. Some of you don't know what to do with your elderly parents. I can trust in God. 
Some of you feeling things in your body, not sure what to do. I can trust in God. Some of you saying, will I ever find the right person one time again? Whatever. I can trust in God. Come on, say it. I can trust in God. Come on, just say that with me. I can trust in God. I can trust in God. Now let's bring it personal. I can trust in Abba or Dad or whatever name you might use for God. I can trust in God. Father, I just pray today. So many hurts in this world. So many people going through stuff. I'm going through stuff. Other brothers and sisters are going through stuff. Our trust is in you, Lord. This world has gone cuckoo, Lord. We are seeing things in just a short period of time. Take our beautiful nation and, and make it a, a den of harlots, Lord. I would trust in you. In the midst of it all, I will trust in you. Young people, trust in God. I like the way John says, you young people, you got strength. I said to Carla before, we were talking about Noah and Jonah, and I said, oh, how I wish I had that spunk again. That spunk of a young person. Enjoy it. Don't give it to this world. Give it to God. Daniel gave his life to God. Can you imagine what he's doing up in heaven right now? Joseph said no to sexual sin, and he was put in jail on this earth. But boy, God raised him up, amen? And can you imagine that guy, Esther? If I die, I die. But I'm going to give my life to God. I pray that you'll make that decision yourself. Because this world has got peer pressures galore against the young and against the old, amen? Older, not old. We're a little older. Amen? That's a weak amen again, Brandy. I don't know. Mm. All right. Father, we love you and we thank you for the service today. Thank you for the sweetness here. We thank you for the good report we heard for our brother Bob. And I, I speak to his mouth because that's his life. Bob's life is that tongue of his. What a beautiful tongue he has. Beautiful, Lord. And his love to hug people, Lord. So I thank you for a restoration within him, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're a good God. This morning, as I do wrap up, I do ask today, if you're here today, you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord, to be your Savior, you'd like to make that decision, then pray a very simple prayer with me. We'll all pray it together to help you. But say this to me, dear God in heaven, I trust in you. I trust that your word is true. That if I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I repent of my sins. There are many, Lord, but your blood can wash everyone. I thank you today that I am born again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. No one looking around, Christians praying softly. If you're making that decision today, I'd like to give you a big rah-rah. It's a big thing to stand up, to make a decision for Christ in a world that 
up is down, right is wrong, on and on. You're making a decision to do it God's way. If you're here today and you're making that decision, what I'd like to do is give you a free gift. I'm not going to ask you to stand. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. We have altar workers that are around our sanctuary. They'll come right to you. Put this gift in your problem. We're not going to ask you your name or anything at this point. We want to give you a free gift. We like to also make sure you have a Bible. If you don't, we have, well, there's a little card in there. Take it to the bookstore, and they'll give you a free New Testament. Our gift to you to help you. It's our gift. We want today to be a giving day. Today, to help you day. Not to embarrass you. Not that we would ever embarrass you, but not to bring you to that next level yet. But first, to make that decision for Christ. So if you're receiving Jesus for the very first time, or rededicating your life to him, or you're just not sure yet, but you would like this package before you leave, then with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker. Would you slip your hand up that they might see it? After you slip your hand up and I see it, you can put it right back down and they will come to you and put this gift in your hand. Just lift your hand up high. Don't be afraid. Thank you for that hand back there. Thank you. Thank you. That's you. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. If you're making that decision, just slip your hand up just like we did. And one of the altar workers will bring you this gift. One more time, I'm going to look rough. That's you. Slip your hand up. The Bible says, because the angels know what hell looks like. And they say, the Bible says that they rejoice when a person gets saved. Amen. So I think we should do that today. Let's give God a big hand. God is good. Amen. So the sight and sound thing, if you'd like to be involved with the United Methodist Church to go see that, the info is at the Welcome Center. Again, it's $140, so if you're not going to do it, don't take the paperwork on that. And those two books, the Lou Diglio or the Bible and the Light of Our Redemption is in the, the bookstore. Amen. God is good. Trust in the Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you that Jesus is Lord. I thank you again that you have made us the and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. We are blessed to be a blessing. Hey, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you this week and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his confidence upon you and give you his shalom, 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 his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Enjoy a cup of coffee. Get to know somebody today.